Now time for the Locker Room Show with your hosts, Josh Bowman and Kevin Rasnick. The Locker Room Show is brought to you by Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering, Bellevue Hospital, Domino's Pizza, The Village Drive-Thru in Milan, Firelands Federal Credit Union, Fisher Titus Medical Center, the Huron County Veterans Service Office, the Law Offices of Harwood and Niedermeyer, Noble Sports and Trophies, Norwalk Heating and Air, Stein Olson and Stang CPAs, Smiley Automotive, and Westside Sunoco on 95.3 WLKR. Good morning and welcome to the Locker Room Show. Josh Bowman here alongside Kevin Rasnick and getting you ready for a big show here in terms of uh, high school football talk. We'll talk some high school volleyball as well. And uh, with us right now on the phone line to get things started, the Domino's Hotline, Jim Hall from uh, Edison. A big win last night for the Chargers, of course, over Bellevue. And good morning, Jim. How you doing this morning? Uh, good morning. Yeah, we're doing well. Yeah. Uh, last night, uh, you guys uh, picking up a big win. And uh, kind of tell us, uh, you know, kind of your game plan going into that one and uh, how, how you executed it last night. Well, you know, uh, from an offensive standpoint, the game plan has always been to try to control the football, use our offense as a, you know, as a defense almost to try to keep uh, limited possessions uh, for the other team. And, you know, offensively, we were able to do that. I, I don't know what time of possession was, but I do think we were able to control the ball, which helps us control the clock. So, you know, I don't think I was telling our coaches in the locker room uh, or in the coaches office, I don't think anybody celebrates a four yard run more than we do because if we can stay on schedule, we can hang on to the ball. We give ourselves, uh, put ourselves in good position to win. So from an offensive standpoint, it was about ball control and, you know, being physical up front and obviously taking care of the ball. And then from a defensive standpoint, you know, they're, they're obviously they're awesome at what they do. You know, I've coached Asani, ton of respect for him and his program. And, and, uh, you know, they run that quarterback with the zone and it's hard to get to him because they gain an extra blocker and, you know, I thought our defense, we matched up pretty decent up front because I think our front seven is, is pretty darn good. And then in, in the back end, uh, our guys covered well down the field and were able to come up and support. So, you know, it was just an all-around good effort by the defense. <clears throat> well, I want to go back to the very beginning of the game. and the first play from scrimmage for Bellevue, it was a couple-yard loss. Uh, your defense got in the backfield, forced a quick three and out. And I, I think, Coach, at that point, that first possession by your defense, I think that really set the tone for you guys for the rest of the game. Well, you know, I, I I would agree with you on that one. I think you know a, a lot of a lot of football and high school football is you got to have some confidence, you got to have some belief, and the team that has some confidence is is usually a dangerous team. And that that you know being able to go out and get a stop right away and then put a drive together and score, I think just just gave our kids what they needed in terms of a jolt, in terms of uh, some confidence and in, in, in what we can do and how we can do it. And I think I think you're right. I think that was a big start for the game for us. Well, offensively, obviously, you guys uh, played almost mistake-free football. Didn't turn the football over, making all the right reads, and and really, from from an offensive standpoint, it, it you're designed to have a, a group effort, a team effort. And really, last night was uh, just a prime example of when your offense is running well, getting more people, getting multiple people involved. That this is exactly what you guys are looking to do uh, when you offense is firing all cylinders. Yeah, that's definitely the design. You know, if we can. You know, threaten the outside and then, uh, be able to get up inside with both the quarterback, fullback, and then sometimes the halfbacks, 
that's the idea. Is we, you know, a lot of people spread the spread the field differently than we do. We try to spread it by attacking it in different ways. And obviously, we're run oriented. So, uh, you know, we we you know we really do though. The the backs did a great job. They ran hard, but a lot of credit goes to those guys up front. Those those senior linemen. Um, man, they just blocked their tails off, and uh, you know they executed our schemes, which can sometimes be a bit, bit confusing because we're you know deliberately not blocking some guys at the point of attack, and we're trying to do it different ways to give the defense different looks. So they they really have to have their head up and understand what they're looking at uh, when they're when we're looking at the defense to make sure that we're we're sound with our assignments. Jim Hall with us here from Edison on the Locker Room Show. Edison uh, defeating Bellevue last night, 23-22 in the first round of the playoffs. And how much uh, did your uh, first meeting with Bellevue, where you played within a touchdown there, uh, how much did that play in in the factor? Uh, how much did that factor in in confidence wise, and uh, just knowing that you could play with Bellevue, and uh, you know how much did that help you last night? Well, I think it. I think it definitely did. You know, to go over there week two. And, you know, play a 14, I think it was 21-14 game, uh, and be right there, you know, late in the game, uh, you know, trying to get a stop to get ourselves another chance with the ball. I think, you know, that plays into it, but, you know, that was, that was nine weeks ago, and, and they're a different team last night, and, and we were a different team last night with, you know, going through the season we went through. And, you know, I think, yeah, number one, it does give you confidence because you've been there and done that, you know, and, and competed and knew you guys, knew you had the, the ability to be right there, but, you know, I think it was, you know, as, as we talked about earlier, it was the start of the game, the way the way that uh, our guys had great energy and we were able to get off to a really good positive start and we just kind of fed off that the rest of the game. Well, Coach, last night I think there was sequences in that game where there's big moments, big plays, and you guys seem to answer the call, whether converting third downs or getting stops on fourth down or converting fourth downs offensively. But how about that field goal when you guys drove down the field and – you know, wasn't able to score. Took a lot of time off the clock. That was a success. Ultimately, that field goal was a difference maker. And, and but, what did that do for you guys? Able to get that long drive and, and get points out of that instead of being turned away. Uh, it's huge. I mean, that, the first time we we played Bellevue, we got you know I don't know if we were in a red zone, but we were inside the thirty a, a few different times and come away with any points. And this time we we were able to finish off drives and score. Uh, Nick Strecker kicking that field goal for us was huge. Uh, you know, we had a penalty on the goal line. I think we were. I don't know what the down the distance was, but we were on the two or the three yard line and we got called for a, for an illegal block and backed us way up. And then, you know, that takes us off schedule. And then if we're off schedule, then, you know, we're kind of playing into the defense's hands. And, you know, Marcus did a great job. Uh, we, we, we attempted a, a, a pass. We had a pass play called and it, it was covered up. So he ducked up inside and scrambled and wound up putting the ball in the middle of the field for us and shortening the field goal. And, you know, having Nick kick it was huge because, you know, Bellevue, is always going to go for two, it seems like, and, and that puts you in a bind a little bit sometimes. That three points as a cushion turned out to be huge. All right, Coach Hall, uh, you got Perkins next on the road, and uh, how, of course, you, you know Perkins. Uh, how, how much, uh, how, how excited are you, you know, to be in that second round? And then, uh, I know you got to go to Perkins for this one, but, uh, not, not a long drive at all there over to Perkins. Uh, give us a little preview of that Perkins matchup. Well, you know, I haven't really had a chance to watch any film on them yet. I think just, just knowing what we know about them, you know, it's a lot about the, the running back and the, what their ability to get him the ball and him to make plays. So obviously that's going to, that's going to be a focus, uh, primarily on defense. And then, you know, I think they have some other really skilled, talented players. So it, it's going to be certainly going to be a challenge. And then, you know, I, like I said, I haven't watched their defense a ton yet, but you know, we're going to do what we do. So, uh, it's going to be, about us just getting better fundamentally at what we're doing, making sure we understand our schemes up front. And, you know, it's a short drive, which does make it nice. Another SBC opponent, which is, which is pretty cool. And, and, uh, you know, like I said, this is bonus football, man. This is all extra. And, and, and I'm really, really excited for our kids. We're excited for you too. Uh, we want to wish you the best of luck. It was good seeing you last night, Jim. And, uh, uh best of luck against Perkins. And, uh, thanks for joining us here this morning. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, Jim Hall, the Edison Chargers head coach, veteran head coach there, I believe 21st year at Edison, and uh, we got a chance to talk to him a couple minutes last night. It was pretty cool, and uh, 
Well, what a ball game last night. Edison, he, I think he hit the nail on the head there. He says, we're going to do what we do, and that's what they did last night. Yeah, we talked about that last night in the post game. You know, what was the difference? And I think Edison, I mentioned this, that Edison just did what they did a little bit better than what Bellevue does and made one or two more plays that, that Bellevue didn't. That field goal where they, you know, presumably thought maybe they're going to come away empty here, did not got that field goal. Special teams was a difference. Uh, the defense got that one turnover towards the end of the game that was the difference. And, and, and overall, it just was really the game came down to a handful of plays that, that Edison made that, uh, that Bellevue didn't. Yeah, and uh, I, I would like to see that time of possession from last night. I know we didn't get that official stat last night, but Edison, yeah, controlled the football. And what a what a big win. Uh, the number 16 seed defeats the number one last night, uh, Edison 23, Bellevue 22. We'll go ahead, folks, and take a break here in the Locker Room Show. When we come back, we'll preview tonight's matchup between St. Paul and South Central in the first round of the high school football playoffs. We'll have it on our sister station tonight, 92.9 WLKR Classic, because we have the Buckeyes here on 95.3 tonight, Ohio State hosting Penn State, 7.30 kickoff tonight. More The Locker Room Show right after this here on 95.3. Caring, innovative. These are just a few of the words that our patients use to describe their experience at Fisher Titus Medical Center. Every day, our staff strives to treat each of our patients as if they were one of our own, like Fisher Titus family. At Fisher Titus, we're proud to offer our community a wide range of services, from pediatrics to senior care, ensuring you get the right care right here in your own community. We are here for you. We are Fisher Titus Medical Center. To find a location near you, visit fishertitus.org. Everyone knows that Smiley Automotive makes car buying simple with a great selection of inventory, knowledgeable sales staff, and no gimmicks. Did you also know that Smiley Automotive has an award-winning service department? Smiley Automotive is truly a one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Smiley Automotive can work on all makes and models. Call 419-663-CARS and ask for Justin Newberger or go to SmileyAutomotive.com to schedule your service appointment today. Smiley Automotive, making car buying simple. By now, most of you are familiar with Noble Sports and Trophies in Norwalk. Dwight and the crew have been around since 1986. But do you know everything that they do? They do silkscreen printing, embroidery, heat press, vinyl cutting, custom designs, team wear, awards, scratch engraving, laser engraving, glass engraving, and add specialty items. Add all that to their 30 years of experience, and why would you go anywhere else but Noble Sports and Trophies? On 8.5 East Seminary Street in Norwalk. October is buyback month at Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Willard. They'll buy back your car, truck, van, or SUV, pay off your loan or lease, and help you get into another vehicle. New or used, whatever you need. They can also order new 22 models built especially for you. Get out of the old and into something new to you at Schaefer Danhoff, U.S. Route 224 Willard. The easiest place to buy a vehicle start to finish. See all their inventory at SchaeferDanhoff.com. Shields IGA is part of Norwalk's original hometown team, serving the community for 75 years. Shields IGA Marketplace is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue and tailgate supplies, deli trays and meats for the grill, fresh produce, baked goods, snacks, and more. They now have a points reward system for fuel and in-store purchases. New self-checkout lines, too. Find their weekly ad specials and digital coupons online at ShieldsIGA.com. The Bellevue Hospital extends best wishes, good health, and success to all area student-athletes. The athlete's choice to be active, play hard, keep fit, and work to be on top of their games sets a great example for all of us to make healthy choices. And the Bellevue Hospital is the right choice for all of your health care needs. Visit them online at BellevueHospital.com or follow them on Facebook. The Bellevue Hospital, quality care close to home for over 100 years. The Locker Room Show continues with your hosts, Josh Bowman and Kevin Rasnick. What is that? I painted my face. You painted your face? Yeah. <laughs> Why? On 95.3 WLKR. Well, you know, support the team. <laughs> oh, there you go. Let them know you're out there. This is the playoffs. Presented by Schaefer Danhoff, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. 
All right, welcome back here to the Locker Room Show, 916 and 51 degrees outside on this October 30th. And uh, high school football playoffs underway. Our game here tonight on our family stations on 92.9 WLKR Classic. We have St. Paul hosting South Central, and we had a chance to catch up with both head coaches yesterday. So let's go ahead and get to uh, the preview of that matchup as uh, we first talk to uh, Corey Fickeisen of South Central. And I ask him, uh, how does he feel his team's playing heading into the playoffs here? Here is Coach Fickeisen of the South Central Trojans. Yeah, um, like a lot of people have said and talked about, the Final Conference has been pretty tough this year, and it just felt like every single week was you had to be at your best if you wanted to win. Um, but these last couple weeks for us have kind of felt like playoff games already, um, felt like games that we need to win to make sure we could get in. Um, luckily, that Western Reserve game got us enough points uh, to get us in there and um, but we played some tough teams. We played, you know, our kids are playing hard. Um, we've done some really good things, but there were still some things that we didn't do as good as we thought we could have. Uh, and that's what we continue to talk about our kid, talk to our kids about the fact that we don't think we've played a complete game yet. Um, and we're hoping that we're going to be able to put that one together on uh, this first round of the playoffs. <clears throat> Coach, you take on St. Paul, a team uh, where you had to cancel the the, the game this year uh, due to uh, COVID reasons. Uh, but you know, St. Paul, you've been coaching against now for a few years. You've been at South Central now for a little while yet, and I got to imagine going against St. Paul. Uh, yeah, the roster changes, some of the names change, but the the, the basics of a St. Paul Flyers team coached by John Livegood. I got to imagine uh, you're still very familiar with this football team. Yeah, and they uh, they'll change some things year to year, but. Um, the base of what they do is always there, and they just do a really good job of whatever they do, they do it really well. Um, they're really well coached, obviously. The tradition there is very rich. Um, the biggest thing that has always been them is they're not going to beat themselves. Uh, they're going to take care of the football. They're going to play smart. Um, they're going to be disciplined on both sides of the ball, um, and then their special teams are always really good. Um, so if you let up in any three um, factors of the game there, they're going to make you pay. Um, so you just have to be solid all the way around, uh, make sure that you're physical, um, and, and you can't fall asleep uh, because, like I said, they will make you pay. You talked about your schedule, the finals conference. Of course, everybody in the conference making the postseason. Your non-conference has a couple of playoff teams as well. And and how do you balance going through a, a tough physical season with, with some tough opponents, some tough games, and going into the postseason? How do you balance that, keeping your team healthy or fresh and not overworking them at this point, but making sure they're getting the proper reps in? Of course. That's something that I think you are kind of challenged with every year because every year is a little bit different uh, with the dynamics. Our roster is a little bit lower. Uh, than we've had the past couple of years. So we haven't been able to do as much of that good on good as we would like to do necessarily in practice, um, which makes it hard to get really good reps. Uh, but, you know, you you got to cut out some time here and there on the different days of the week and just um, hope that your kids are, are taking it in and then they'll be ready to go on Friday or Saturday night whenever you're playing. But our kids have done a great job, you know, of taking care of their bodies outside, eating the right things. Um, we think that our weightlifting program is a huge deal, um, and it's something that you have to have if you want to stay healthy. So our kids have bought into all that stuff, and we've been pretty fortunate this year, uh, you know, with the injury-wise. Um, so we, we've been happy with the way our kids have approached it. Corey Fickeisen there from South Central talking about the matchup with St. Paul tonight in the first round of the playoffs. Again, here on 92.9 WLKR Classic, our sister station tonight, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff. Josh and Kevin back in studio here in the uh, locker room show. And uh, for uh, South Central, I'd say they're playing some decent football here down the stretch. Uh, Got that win uh, at Western. Uh, You you helped call that one and uh, played a tough game against Plymouth, just came a little bit short in that one. Yeah, I had a tough game against Monrovo as well. So there's a couple points in the season that the ball bounces a different way here or there. You're looking at a much better record, maybe a five and five uh, South Central team. So this is again, their three and seven schedule, their three and six schedule, whatever it is, is 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 a little bit deceiving. 
Um, the Fox Conference is, is really good. I mean, it's, it is a battle week in and week out, and, and every team, as we mentioned, making the playoffs. They had a tough non-conference schedule. Northwood's a good football team they faced uh, over there. And, and again, this is, this is a solid football team. Offensively, they look to chuck it over the field and make big plays. They didn't do that against West Reserve. They were able to find different ways to win that football game, and I think that spoke volume, volumes for that uh, South Central team, and they're going to have to get creative and, and find different ways uh, to, to be successful to, to beat St. Paul tonight. Yeah, well, we'll see what they do here tonight for sure. And uh, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach now of the uh, St. Paul Flyers, of course, John Livengood. And when we talked to John here, the first question we threw at him was, uh, how did he feel about his team in that win against Monroeville in Week 10? So here is Coach Livengood. Yeah, I thought our kids bounced back from our from our Crestview game pretty well. You know, we lost to Crestview 28-7, and we're able to bounce back and, and win 28 nothing against Monroeville. And, and uh, you know, the kids, you know, it was kind of tough getting into that next week after Crestview. I mean, our Monday and Tuesday practices, the kids were a little bit down and kind of, you know, it took them a couple of days to get over that, that loss. But uh, they really picked it up towards the end of the week and came out. Came out and played fast and, and started the game off fast and, and filled up a nice lead in the first half, and, and we kind of finished things off then. John, again, against Monroeville, your, your defense looked really good offensively. Certainly you guys did some things in that first half, as you mentioned. And, and a lot about playoffs is playing your best football, and you mentioned the week before that tough loss against Crestview. But going into this Week 11 game, uh, do you think maybe you're all playing your best football, firing it on all cylinders? Well, I think each week, you know, it, it's – what I'd like to see is our, I'd like to see us play really good complementary football all the way through, and you know, play play four quarters all the way through. And we've we've done things well sporadically throughout the season, but I still don't think we've played our best game at this point. Um, and so I'm hoping that we'll continue to make that improvement. But I was really happy with how we came out in the game. You know, we've got you know we got a fast start, got on the board quick, had a nice kickoff return. Uh, you know, two-play drive for a touchdown and went three and out and put together another, I think, another 12-13 play drive and touchdown and kind of did that through the first half. And, I, you know, I think we might have ran 45 or 50 plays in the, in the first half alone. So did a good job getting off the field defensively and, and uh, you know, putting together nice scoring drives offensively. Um, you know, I'd like to see us do that a little bit better in the second half. Um you know, we played pretty well in the second half, but didn't play as well as we played the first half. So we are playing better. Um, I think we continue to improve, but, you know, there's plenty of room to continue to improve uh, going forward. Uh, with South Central, a team that you didn't play this year uh, due to, to COVID reasons or, or, or whatever, but a team obviously you're familiar with, Coach Vic Eisen's been there a little while now. And, and you know, watching South Central on film this year and knowing what you know about uh, Coach Vic Eisen and what he does with this team, what are some of the things about South Central that uh, that jump off the page for you and that that impress you? Well, I think the biggest thing is they've got really a really nice core of receivers. Uh, you know, all all four of the guys they put out there, and even Trey Beverly, who you know he'll widen out sometimes out of the backfield. And, you know, they've got really good kids that can run, catch the ball well. Um, you know, their their quarterback Rand Mitchell is doing a nice job, and, and you know their offensive and defensive line play I think is really something that's improved over the last three four years. Uh, they're playing really solid again on both sides of the ball. And, uh, they're not as big as they usually are, um, more like our size, but their kids are getting off the ball and playing hard. They're playing with good quickness and aggressiveness. Uh, their linebackers look good. They're physical. Um, you know, it's a good solid football team. And You know, like our total kids, uh, you know, from Monday on, it's, it's, South Central is a lot better than their record. They lost some tough games and uh, – you know they very well could be a six and three football team. They're they're a good football team, and uh, just didn't have some breaks in some of those games. So, um, you know, we expect they're going to be they're going to be tough out. All right, John Livengood there talking about South Central and St. Paul tonight. Again, ninety two nine WLKR Classic for that one. Six thirty pregame, seven o'clock kickoff, and uh, for St. Paul. Uh, Kevin, uh, you you helped call that game, uh, their game against Monroeville last week. Uh, what what was kind of your assessment? Uh, do, do you think St. Paul's playing some of their best football after bouncing back from that Crestview game? Uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm not I'm not really sure. I mean, 
that first half, it, it felt that way, right? And mm-hmm. that second half, I don't know what happened. I don't know what the explanation is. Again, you went 20 to nothing, so you can't say that they struggled by any stretch of imagination. But Monroeville gave, gave uh, St. Paul a lot of fits uh, in that uh, second half. Um, from a defensive standpoint, of course, Moreover moved the football but still couldn't score. At St. Paul defense played very well, and you know, I don't know if they're playing their their best football. But look, we all know how St. Paul is. Even if you're not playing their best football, they're extremely hard to beat. And I think they're maybe a, a quarter away or a half away uh, in the postseason to playing their best football. Right? I think they're right on the cusp, and they might just take a, a, a play or a quarter or a half to kind of get them at their peak. All right, St. Paul and South Central tonight. Uh, yours truly and Kevin here will be on the call from Contractor Stadium at the uh, Warren C. Whitney Field Complex. We'll take a break and we'll switch gears for a moment. We'll talk to Kendra Snook of Monroeville, talk about uh, the volleyball program there. and They have a big match coming up in the regionals on Thursday against Loudonville or Dalton. And we'll talk to her about uh, their big wins this past week in the districts over St. Paul and Buckeye Central. Also coming up, Mark Lane Sports Roundtable. We'll also have uh, your Domino's Trivia, your scoreboard, and uh, your Friday night highlights. Coming up next here on The Locker Room Show. Stick around. Are you aware of any weekly tax law changes? Are you taking all the deductions you are entitled to? Are you confident that you don't owe any penalties or interest because of previous reporting errors? Stein Olson and Stang CPAs have been serving the area for over 55 years, specializing in small business and individual tax filing, financial statement preparation, payroll preparation, and individual tax planning. Call Chris Stang or Todd Olson at Stein Olson and Stang to discover the difference. Never underestimate the value of a CPA. Westside Sunoco, located on West Main Street in Norwalk, is proud to provide you with quality Sunoco fuel and proud to serve your community. Whether you need to fill your tank up or fill your belly with a cup of coffee, energy drink, or snack to get you through the day, it's safe to say Westside Sunoco has you covered. Westside Sunoco is a proud supporter of all local athletes. Congratulations to the parents, coaches, and of course the student athletes for your success. Everyone from Westside Sunoco will be cheering you on. We take pride in what you stand on. That's why your best choice is Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. We do things the old-fashioned way with helpful people who know their floors. The best in carpet and luxury vinyl planking for home or business. And we'll clean your tile, grout, upholstery. We even do duct cleaning. And we always stand behind our work. Visit Baldoff's.com and find us on Facebook or East Main Street in downtown Norwalk. Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. We take pride in what you stand on. Teamwork, discipline, and responsibility all go a long way in preparing today's student-athlete for the years after high school graduation. The Law Office of Harwood Niedermeyer encourages you to support high school athletics and the lessons it can teach. Also, please support the academic and music boosters. This message is a service of the Law Offices of Harwood Niedermeyer, 111 Myrtle Avenue, downtown Willard. Call 419-935-0171. If your home is too hot in the summer or too cold in the winter, or maybe your heating and cooling bill is way too high, it's probably time for a new heating and cooling unit for your home. In Huron County, call the folks at Norwalk Heating and Air, and in Erie County, call Huron Heating and Air. Norwalk Heating and Air and Huron Heating and Air are your hometown Lennox dealerships. Lennox Heating and Air Conditioning Units deliver you the perfect temperature, efficiency, and energy savings for your home. Call Norwalk Heating and Air or Huron Heating and Air for a free estimate today. What if the music stopped? If the familiar voices were silenced? If there were no breaking news updates? What if your companion and connection to your community came with a monthly fee? Don't worry. We're free local radio with you wherever you go. Celebrating 100 years and looking forward to the next 100. We are broadcasters. Text radio to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches, the Eliminator and the Humiliator, to complement his fastball, the Terminator. Now back to the Locker Room Show with your hosts, Josh Bowman and Kevin Rasnick. I heard that. Dynamite drop-in, Monty. That broadcast school has really paid off. On 95.3, the sports voice of the Firelands. Presented by Schaefer Danhoff, Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, Ram. 
9.30 the time, back here on the Locker Room Show. Josh Bowman, Kevin Rasnick in studio. And with us via the Domino's hotline here is the head coach of the Monroeville volleyball team, Kendra Snook, joining us. Thanks for hopping on with us here this morning, Coach. And uh, I'm sure you're, you're feeling pretty good right now coming off uh, a big week of district victories over Buckeye Central and St. Paul. Some very good teams right there. Yes, we're really excited to still be playing, and um, I'm really proud of the kids and happy to talk to you this morning as a district champion. Uh, for you guys, uh, coming in postseason, just dominating your tournament matchups and, and uh, you know, certainly some tough competition, no doubt. That's no disrespect to, to a St. Paul or certainly Buckeye Central, but just kind of talk about, of course, winning is the main thing, but then going through and, and playing well as well as you have and, and winning in straight sets, just kind of talk about that feeling. Um, I've been really impressed with our kids and the focus that they've shown. Um, they're relaxed out there. They're playing hard. They're having fun. They're executing the game plans that we have put um, for them. And uh, they're really controlling our side of the ball and our side of the net. Um, so those two teams are great. Um, and I think we've really forced both teams to make a lot of unforced errors um, by the play on our side. So, uh, if we continue to focus in and really focus on our side, um, I think, you know, I like my shots really against anyone we play. Yeah, you talked to me uh, in our little pregame interview we did uh, for your last match about focused fun, uh, uh, and I think that's exactly what you guys are doing, and that's what's led to your success here, especially in the tournament. Uh, talk about how, how your team has just been focused while while having a lot of fun out there. You know, these kids, uh, they were counted out at the beginning of the year, but, you know, they've had a lot of past success. You know, now these, the senior group has never lost in a district uh, match. So the fact that I think they wanted to leave that legacy as well, um, you know, they have really led the focus throughout the whole season. But, you know, it's just a volleyball game, and we're here to have fun. We're here to play hard. I mean, this morning um, we just finished up my favorite practice of the year, which is our Halloween practice. So all of us are in costumes, awesome. <laughs> um, having a good time, uh, eating breakfast now. So the kids enjoy being together. We enjoy um, having them. We laugh a lot. We smile. Um, you know, mistakes are going to happen on the court most of the time. We kind of just shake them off and laugh about them and hopefully um, worry about getting the next ball. And then they celebrate each other's successes, too. You know, we're playing as a complete team unit. Um, and they're excited out there for not only themselves, but for their teammates whenever anything good happens. Well, Coach, you kind of took the win on my sales there because my next question was going to be the ability to move on to the next play after mistakes happen. And I notice when a mistake happens on the court, as you mentioned, you know, your players look to you, you keep it loose, and, and you get them to smile, you get them to laugh. And just how important is it to be able to move on to the next play? You know, we've talked about for years having um, what we call athletic amnesia, where, you know, we really can't, Think about the last play. Uh, that's not really going to do anything for us, that it's always about the next ball. And, um, you know, we talk about that a lot, to focus on always the next play and always one play at a time. Um, we can't look in the past. We're not going to fix anything. Um, if we focus on the past, usually most of the time we're going to get two or three more errors in a row. Um, and we really can't worry about the future either. We can't control that. So all we can worry about is one ball at a time and one point at a time. And, you know, I feel like I've instilled that in our girls, and they really have taken that to heart. Well, Coach, we know that, you know, there's obviously some big names who's had a great careers at Marobo on your roster right now. And But, uh, you know, talk about some of the other kids who kind of step up who maybe not get the same amount of attention or notoriety, but some of the players that are, are just as important to you that have stepped up here this season and particularly here in the postseason. Yeah, we um, obviously have our two big swingers up front. Um, but I think what we really are underrated on is how um, well we are playing defensively. And um, that's really, I feel like, what has won these two matches. Um, you know, Lily White stepped in as Libero this year, and, you know, she's played on varsity for three years but stepped into a new role, role as a Libero and is doing a great job. Abby Post coming off the bench as a sophomore, um, playing great defense, um, and really at, our, at the net defense, um, too, with uh, – you know, Lily Barman and Sophia Bishop being our other two middles, um, getting touches on balls, Brooklyn Schaefer getting touches on balls that, you know, really slow it down for our defense um, to be able to step up and um, be successful. And then Maddie Clark contributing at every other spot, whether it be at the net defensively or back at the service line. 
So, you know, we talk a lot about Hannah Lyons, you know, setting it up for the girls, and she does a phenomenal job um, on all ends. And, of course, um, the power of Grayson and Maddie. Um, but really, you know, it's a complete team effort, and it's um, those girls on the bench, too. Like, they're cheering. They're playing hard. Um, Grace Nelly, Brooke Schaefer, we're, we're, they're pushing in practice. Um, we have some JV players that play up here with us. And, you know, that's what gets us better um, so we can perform at game time. Kendra Snook uh, here with us from Monroeville, uh, Monroeville Volleyball. It's, uh, they will take on Loudonville or Dalton. Coming up in the uh, regional semifinals on Thursday in Strongsville. Uh, how excited are you to go to regionals once again, Coach? And uh, I'm sure you're going to probably be uh, scouting, uh, seeing uh, who you're going to play because that matchup, Loudonville-Dalton, coming up later today. You know, anytime um, you're playing volleyball in November, it's a good year and it's a good feeling. So, you know, we're excited to be there. Uh, the kids, again, we just talked about at the end of practice, you know, today was a lot of fun and Monday, back to business a little bit more, a little bit more of a focus on Monday. Uh, but I told them, you know, my speech is going to be the same that it's been all year. You know, we're going to play hard, we're going to play together, and we're going to have fun and keep playing hard. Um, so we'll get to see who we play today, um, and then we'll come back to the drawing board um, over the weekend so we can um, hopefully come up with a good game plan for the girls to execute on Thursday. So we'll start working on that game plan over the weekend and um give it to the girls on Monday so we can um, get ready. All right, and uh, we're getting ready, too. We'll have it, of course, on our sister station, 92.9 WLKR Classic on a Thursday night. And as far as you go, we'll be covering you. So uh, best of luck, Coach. Uh, we really are cheering for you, hoping you, you do your best. And uh, thanks for uh, all the excitement that you've given us on the radio here so far. Sounds great. We really appreciate all your coverage. We appreciate all the fans that were in the stands, the students, um, the parents, the community members, and then um, everyone that's at home listening or watching um, as well. We definitely couldn't do it without the community support. So Monroe is a big family and a big community, and um, we appreciate every one of you guys. All right. We appreciate your time too, Coach. Thanks so much, and uh, best of luck on Thursday. We'll talk to you then. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Kendra Snook, Monroeville Volleyball Coach, joining us right there. And uh, I saw you nod your head, Monroeville uh, Big family kind of community. Uh, kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, certainly. Obviously, you know, with perspective perspective of growing up there and graduating from there and spending the vast majority of my life there, she's exactly right. And you know, and it, and to be fair, it's really not much different than a lot of our small communities here in our area. I think we've seen it, you know, year in and year out. Communities rally together, whether it's you know for tragedies or for excitement for sports or. Whatever it is, these communities rally together. Monroeville, you know, is right there with everyone else being able to do that. We've had our fair share of tragedies, certainly this year, no exception to that, obviously, with, with the tragedy going on, uh, with a student passing away on the volleyball team, uh, Delaney Giles, of course, and they rallied around that. They rally around this team, uh, <clears throat> you know, for volleyball. Or, and you can hear community members or business owners, who remain anonymous and don't want the intention, but you hear about these stories of, of you know, people stepping up if, if, if people need T-shirts or if a team needs fed or if something needs bill or if you need volunteers to help paint the field, whatever it is, whatever Monroeville needs, uh, there's people who step up and, and, and will make sure it gets done. And, again, that's no different than a lot of other communities that we have. But, again, I've seen it firsthand year in and year out uh, with Monroeville, and it really is a special place. Uh, and it just uh, it talks about how awesome it is to, to live and grow up in a, a small, a rural community where, you know, there is an emphasis on, on, on family and, and friendship and taking care of each other. Yeah, everybody pretty much knows everybody, and, you know, like you said, uh, ready to, at the drop of a hat, uh, go do something to help out for sure. So I know exactly where you're coming from, uh, being from the Plymouth-Shiloh area, yeah, too. same thing, yep. Yep, same exact thing. Let's go ahead and run down our scores, the uh, high school football scores from uh, Division Four, Region 14 last night. Of course, our game it was uh, Edison, the number 16 seed, defeating number one, Bellevue, 23-22. Uh, they will take on Perkins, will the Chargers. Uh, Perkins, uh, the nine seed being the eight seed, Luther and West out of Rocky River, 34 to 14. The four seed Port Clinton over the 13 seed Toledo Scott, 47 nothing. Over on K96 last night, we'll have Mark Lane talk about it here in just a few. It was Keystone, uh, LaGrange, uh, fifth ranked in that bracket over number 12 seed Huron, 20 to 7, the final score there. The number two seed Clyde, 56 to 7 over the number 15 seed Galleon. 
Also, Shelby, the 7th seed over 10th seed, Clear Fork, 28-7. Van Wert, 46-0. Uh, they're the 3 seed over Rossford, who's the 14th seed. And then uh, an upset in the bottom of the bracket, too. Wasian, 11th seed over the 6th seed, Worcester Triway, 41 to seven. So your second round matchups look like this. Edison against Perkins. Port Clinton taking on Keystone. Clyde faces Shelby. I, I, I just like that matchup right there. Talk about, uh, some, you know, old school kind of, you know, uh, slobber knocker kind of football right there. Yeah. Again, that's, that's a real tough second round matchup, <laughs> right? How, how many uh, second round matchups are you going to find teams, uh, both teams as talented as, as both of them? That, I'm looking forward to seeing how that one turns out. Clyde and Shelby in the second round. Also Van Wert and Wasian. So there you go. It's a look at your scoreboard from last night or the teams that we care about. So let's go, uh, into our Friday night highlights. Let's start off with Huron. Here was their only touchdown of the ball game, uh, Auger. Made a nice catch uh, from uh, the quarterback, uh, Holer. And here's Mark Lane, Randy Hort on the call last night on K96. Right now, the Tigers tw- trailing 12 to nothing, trying to get on the board. Here is Holer, looks, pumps, looks. Man open, touchdown Tigers. Auger was open in the corner. And again, we see that uh, the turf... kind of bites somebody. The corner that was out on the near side slipped on the out-and-up move. He he bit on the up and uh, uh, slipped on the turf, and uh, Auger able to go up and catch the ball in the end zone for the touchdown. Again, Mark Lane, Randy Horde on the call on that one. Now let's get to our Edison-Bellevue highlight. Here's uh, Castle, Hunter Castle, with the touchdown run for the Edison Chargers in the fourth quarter. Here's a listen to last night's call on 95-3 here. First and goal from the one. Will be a handoff and into the end zone for the touchdown there will be Castle. And just like that, the Chargers, a two-score lead. Of course, this was set up by the interception. It was fourth one, about four, I think, for Bellevue, and... Getting the interceptions, the Chargers, they got that, and they marched down and, and scored here. So one-yard run there by Hunter Castle, and it's 23-14. There you go. Yours truly here, Josh, along with Kevin there on the call. And uh, there we go. That's a listen to our Friday night highlights. So, all right, we'll go ahead and take another break here in the Locker Room Show. When we come back, sports roundtable time with Mark Lane. We'll talk high school football. We'll also talk a little uh, college football, the Buckeyes and Penn State tonight. And how about the Browns and the Steelers? Baker's going to play. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> coming up next, stay with us as well as our Domino's trivia question coming up too here. We'll be right back. Getting ready for high school football games? The Village Drive-Thru is the place to get all of your game day munchies and a large selection of ice-cold beverages. The Village Drive-Thru, located on the square in Milan, carries 26 flavors of Toff's ice cream, Dole Whip, shaved ice, hand-spun milkshakes, and snacks. Open late during football games, the Village Drive-Thru can handle all your lottery party needs and has pull tabs benefiting Edison Athletic Boosters. The Village Drive-Thru wishes all the area's high school teams a great season. Are you overpaying on your monthly car payment? Consider refinancing with Firelands Federal Credit Union. When you refinance an auto loan with Firelands Federal Credit Union, a team of financial professionals work to help you lower your interest rate, decrease your monthly payment, or pay off your auto loan faster. Plus, now through December 31st, when you schedule ahead online and refinance an auto loan, Firelands Federal Credit Union will make your first auto loan payment and you'll receive a $150 gas card. Schedule ahead today at firelandsfcu.org or call 800-276-5775. This is Matt from the Huron County Veteran Service Office in Norwalk. I wanted to take some time to let you know about what we do. We provide transportation, whether it be for doctor's visits or for other reasons. We make filing claims with the VA easier for veterans and their families. And the best part? Our services are free. We have service officers available to start investigating your claims and answer any questions you have along the way. Just give our office a call at 419-668-4150. Again, 419-668-4150. We would love to assist you. 
We're midway through bath time, and two medium, two-topping Domino's pizzas for $5.99 each have begun their drive to the Smith's front door. That's a GPS-enabled custom delivery alert, folks. The newest improvement to the Domino's tracker saying Domino's will be there in two minutes. They're calling an audible. Bath time's now rinse time. They've got one kid dry, two kids dry. The pizzas are here. They made it to the door. The kids are cleaning off. The new Domino's tracker with GPS worked again. Two at a minimum. Pan pizza will be extra. Ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Ohio. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Whether you walk or run for fitness, fun, or necessity, I encourage all pedestrians to be alert, be visible, be safe. This is Trooper Cindy Wilt of the Ohio State Highway Patrol's Milan Post. Staying alert and following Ohio's traffic safety laws at all times may help save you from serious injury or even death. You should always wear bright colors and reflectors. And don't forget to carry flashlights during evening and early morning hours. He's a man. Welcome back to the Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. Such a man. It's time for the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Lane, with the Sports Roundtable. Mark joins Josh and Kevin to talk all things sports, including high school athletics, the Tribe, the Blue Jackets, the Browns, and Buckeyes, as well as what he is grilling for dinner. The Sports Roundtable and the Locker Room Show begins now. Back here on the Locker Room Show, it is 9.48 on the dot, and right now outside, 52 degrees. Josh Bowman, alongside Kevin Rastick here, Locker Room Show. Final segment of the program here, joined by Mark Lane, Sports Roundtable. Good morning, Mark. Uh, you drying off from last night a little bit? <laughs> I'll tell you what, it was, it was definitely a wet one last night, uh, all over, all over the area. Yeah, talk about uh, the Huron-Keystone game. I know uh, Keystone looked like they controlled most of that ball game. Huron got within a score, I believe, in the second half. Uh, just tell us a little bit about that ball game last night. Well, it, you know, uh, there was an advantage for Keystone last night because uh, with the uh, weather the way it was, they, they play on natural grass, and actually their field was in very, very good condition. Uh, at, at the beginning of the game, uh, but uh, the uh, wet grass and the muddy areas. Uh, I know uh, my partner Randy. We were talking in the pregame, and Heron came out in their their gray pants and their white jerseys and uh, red helmets. And uh, you know, by the, by the time we got into the first quarter, uh, you you couldn't tell that they were gray pants and white jerseys. <laughs> that's that's for sure. But. Uh, you know, Keystone, uh, they have, uh, they had it back and we've been reading about them and, and Coach Griswold has talked about Gideon Lampron and, and how influential he was, uh, you know, with his running and that downhill style. And, uh, they came out and, and dominated in the first half. Uh, they, they scored a touchdown and, you know, one of the keys early was they, they scored early and, uh, missed the extra point. Well, it was only six to nothing, and then they scored in the in the second quarter, and uh, they went for two, didn't get it. So it was it was twelve twelve to nothing, and they pretty much had kept hearing in check, and that was our score at halftime. And you know, a, a fast moving, uh, pretty much. Uh, but the the field conditions where you saw the water throwing up, and 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 you know the the mud and uh, muddy jerseys. And, you know, a real slobber knocker. And in the uh, second half, Huron, uh, they got the they got the football first uh, to start the third quarter, and they had a nice drive. Came down, scored, and Abram Fortune kicked the extra point. All of a sudden, it's twelve to seven, 
and uh, they're back in the ball game. And then Curran actually, uh, you know, kept Keystone in check. And uh, one of the you know rare occasions they drove down, and Huron got down in the red zone again, only down twelve to seven, and it looked like they, they had momentum to where they might score and, and take the lead. But uh, they had some penalties, and then uh, they ended up turning it over on downs on the nineteen yard line. And you know just when you thought they had Keystone on their heels. Uh, Gideon Lampton broke loose, and uh, I think he carried the ball twice for like 70 yards on that drive, and uh, they went down and scored, and they got the two-point conversion to take a 20-7 to lead. And after that, uh, you know, Huron still had some chances, but uh, that, uh, that yeah, I think Lampton ended up with uh, 200 yards plus, and uh, that was really the, the difference in the game. And, I, I think that really was a uh, home field uh, advantage uh, for the Wildcats, although I know uh, a lot of the coaches, and, and they're pretty excited because uh, they were surprised to find out Port Clinton has turf next week. Yeah, it just seems uh, more and more schools will have turf, even small schools now. So, you know, we'll see more and more of that and less and less of grass. But let's talk about, you know, Huron and, and the SBC as a whole. Huron, the only team that uh, from the SBC Lake or Bay Division who made the postseason losing last night, gave Keystone a lot of fits, didn't make it easy on, on Keystone by any stretch of imagination. Just talk about the performance of the SBC schools as a whole last night. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, uh, we know how tough the SBC is, but I think that uh, the Edison Chargers proved that Region 14 is one of those, one of those divisions and regions that is pretty solid, you know, all 16 teams. I mean, they made history becoming the first 16 seed to defeat a one. But that kind of tells you, you know, you look at most of the games last night in the 16th, you know, it wasn't even a, it wasn't even a game. But, uh, uh, you know, overall, you look at, you know, what, what the Perkins Pirates did over at Rocky River Lutheran West and, and, you know, the Clyde, Clyde Flyers, you, you knew they were going to do good. And, you know, and, and the Bellevue Redmond and the Edison Chargers, I mean, you know, Bellevue, the number one seed and, uh, they end up losing in, in the first round. So, that just tells you, you know, the, the SBC week in and week out is, is a really tough conference. And, you know, these teams are prepared for the playoffs because they're knocking heads all season long. Mark Lane joining us here, Sports Roundtable on the Locker Room Show. It's 9.53. And, Mark, let's get your quick thoughts on the Browns. Browns and Steelers coming up on Sunday at 1 at the stadium in Cleveland. And uh, what about Baker Mayfield? Uh, you know, all those injuries to his uh, non-throwing uh, arm and shoulder, but he says he's going to suit up and play. Well, I don't know. You know, hope, hopefully they can they, they can they, they can keep Watt away from him. Uh, you know, I, I I guess we'll just have to see uh, how how he performs. I know that as far as grit goes, uh, you know, he's the guy that you want in there. Uh, but uh, I, I guess I guess time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, for the Browns, if their offense is, is running well with that running game, you know, the quarterback isn't asked to do a whole lot anyway. So, you know, hopefully, if the Browns play good defense and establish that strong running game, that that Baker won't have to do too much uh, when he's back there. I, I I think Kevin, that that's the key, and and you know, it's 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 nice having uh, Nick Chubb back. Uh, uh, although, uh, you know, we didn't seem to suffer in, in the running game last week. Mark, uh, I'll get your opinion. We'll go back to high school football here. Uh, tonight's matchups, uh, Division 6 and 7, of course, St. Paul South Central. We have Western Reserve, Gibsonburg. Also, Plymouth taking on Selenville Southern uh, tonight on the road. Uh, overall, Mark, uh, what, what's your take on uh, some of these matchups tonight? Well, I, I I think uh, I I think I, I like uh, our you know our, our area's uh, chance tonight. Uh, you know, as, as far as the matchups, I think that you know Western Western Reserve's definitely going to be com- competitive over at, at Gibsonburg, and and you know you you look at uh, Plymouth 
you know, they've got to take that long trip uh, to Selineville, but they already played there once and won. So, you know, they, they know that they, they can do that again. You're going to have a good game over at Contractors Field with the South Central Trojans and the uh, uh, Flyers. I think probably the, the dawniest task is going to be for the Monrovia Eagles having to make that long trip over to Warren JFK. And we all know, uh, you know, how JFK is traditionally. Uh, yeah, not an not a easy uh, trip, but I think from small school conferences in the state of Ohio, Finals Conference matches up and, and with anybody pound for pound. So if any team's going to be prepared for a tough matchup, it's going to be a team coming out of the Finals Conference. Now, now, and you're right, Kevin. And and granted, you know they they doubled the amount of playoff teams, but when you look at all seven of the uh, you know Firelands uh, Conference teams are in the playoffs this year. That, that gives you a little bit of an indication about how tough that conference was week in and week out. And, and we saw that uh, in the fact that the only uh, ended up being totally dominating team, you know, was, was Ashland Crestview and, and the Flyers, you know, uh, one game off, but then every, everybody else on any given Friday night. All right, Mark, uh, before I let you go here, just quickly, uh, the Buckeyes no trouble tonight with Penn State? I, I don't think so. No, especially after that uh, long, drawn-out uh, overtime uh, loss by Penn State at Illinois, although I, I, I still don't know if I'm a total fan of, you know, after uh, so many uh, overtimes going to strictly just going for two. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. What, nine overtimes in that game? <laughs> oh. Yeah, and, and it's a little misleading because, you know, after what was it, the third overtime, all they did was went for two, and they, they, they just kept switching back and forth, and that's, that's all they were doing. Yeah, crazy. All right, Mark, uh, we'll go ahead and let you go here. Thanks for joining us, Mark, and uh, we'll uh, we'll probably see you over there at Contractor Stadium tonight, right? I'll be uh, I'll be on the sidelines. Uh, definitely, uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be a good game. All right, thanks, Mark. Uh, you have a great rest of your Saturday. We'll see you at the field tonight. All right, guys, and. Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh, scary right there. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Mark Lane there joining us, Sports Roundtable. A couple minutes left in the show. Time for our Domino's trivia question. <clears throat> yeah, and it's about that South Central uh, St. Paul matchup here tonight. And hopefully my voice uh, holds out enough to get to that broadcast. But <clears throat> when was the last time South Central uh, defeated the St. Paul Flyers? So last time, again, South Central defeated St. Paul. Was it 1980, 1990? 2000 or 2010. Isn't that funny? Because I dug that stat up, too, myself. Yeah, <laughs> so, folks, give us a call. The phone numbers are Norwalk, 419-663-4953. Sandusky, 419-609-4953. Toll-free, 866-663-4953. The first one with the right answer gets a free Domino's pizza. So there you go. We'll take a break. Be back right after this short one-minute break to wrap up the show and hopefully get a winner here on The Locker Room Show. The Morning Show with Melissa and Johnny S. Packs of hot dog flavored candy canes you can get. Hot dog flavored? Okay. Yes. Is it like a prank or something? They do have other flavored candy canes. Popular one is bacon. Mm -hmm. You can also get sardines, ketchup, kale, pickles. Pizza and mac and cheese on their Do all these candy canes, like these different flavors, look the same? Do they um, like a roulette, basically? <laughs> Every weekday morning from 6 to 10 on 95.3 WLKR. Snap to C.J. Stroud, hands Henderson, running up to the wow. Rutgers 40, to the Rutgers 30, and he's gone to the 10, to the 5, and end zone. Touchdown, Travion Henderson, 44 yards to the house, and it's 6-0. This is the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. Saturday, Ohio State returns home to take on the Penn State Nittany Lions. We'll be on the air with the AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show beginning at 6 p.m. here on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Buckeye football lives on 95.3 WLKR. This is the point in the show where I usually think about what I'm going to eat afterwards. The Locker Room Show continues with your hosts, Josh Bowman and Kevin Rasnick. I typically get a steak because I'm a man. And I tell you, if eating steak is manly, it is the only manly attribute I have. On 95.3 WLKR. I, I'm not, I know nothing about cars. I'm not handy. I can't fix things. Something breaks in our apartment. I just look at my wife like, we should call someone. 
Presented by Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Back here in the locker room show, wrapping things up, and our winner of our Domino's trivia question, Bob Simon of Norwalk, and it was when. 1990, South Central defeated St. Paul 13-6. to That's the last time that South Central has beaten St. Paul. By the way, Coach Don Livingood's first year was 1991, meaning Coach Livingood has never in his career, 30-plus years, whatever it is now, he's never lost to South Central. <laughs> that's just wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's not a knock on South Central. No, right? not at that's all. Been, there's been some buzzsaw of, of, of St. Paul football teams uh, in Coach Livingood's career. Yeah, there you go. So, folks, coming up tonight, remember, set your radios to 92.9 here tonight uh, for St. Paul and South Central, 6.30 coverage, 7 o'clock kickoff. If you're a Buckeye fan, tune in here to 95.3 tonight. Buckeyes Penn State, 6 o'clock pregame, 7.30 kickoff there. want to thank all of our guests here today. Of course, Mark Lane, Kendra Snook, uh, Corey Fickeisen, John Livingood, and Jim Hall. Thank all of our sponsors, and thank you for listening. And uh, have a great rest of your weekend, folks. Uh, thanks for listening to the Locker Room Show. God bless you. And we'll catch you back here next week here on 95.3 WLKR. And that'll do it for this week's Locker Room Show. Today's show has been brought to you by Westside Sunoco, Smiley Automotive, Stein Olson and Stang CPAs, Norwalk Heating and Air, Noble Sports and Trophies, the Law Offices of Harward and Niedermeyer, the Huron County Veterans Service Office, Fisher Titus Medical Center, Firelands Federal Credit Union, the Village Drive-Thru in Milan. Bellevue Hospital, and Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering on 95.3 WLKR, the sports voice of the Firelands. Well, bye.